Welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. Uh, this uh, is quite extraordinary. It though. is. So, of course, this is uh, one of the big songs from uh, Armageddon. Yeah. Where they had to go to an asteroid. Go to an asteroid and blow it up. Yeah. And, yep. Because it was going to hit Earth and right. kill us all. Right. And, well, that didn't happen in the movie. Just some pieces. Right. They right. saved the world. And now NASA's working on saving the world. They went to an asteroid. It's actually an asteroid revolving around, around an another asteroid. asteroid. Yeah. Asteroid. So, so they called they called this mission DART, Double Asteroid Redirection Test. So this this slamming a satellite into an asteroid just to change the direction. I mean, it doesn't have to be much, right? I mean, one hundredth of one degree at a million miles is a lot. I mean, if, right. you, if you were to go from Bismarck to Fargo and you change the trajectory by one-tenth of one degree, you know, over that 200, you'd probably end up in Mayville or something. I want to give a little background to this, too. So basically the satellite was the size of a refrigerator, and they kind of missed. They were trying to shoot for dead center. They were 55 feet off. Oh, my goodness. I was trying to find out how many miles it traveled. You know, 10 months in space traveling at, whatever, 40,000 miles an hour or whatever they're going at, and then to hit an asteroid 10 months later and only be 55 feet off, that's the fact that we know that this little asteroid is rotating around this other big asteroid, and we could actually shoot something at it 10 months in advance and hit this thing is is just unbelievable to me. Well, and then, of course, it gets to, well, what about aliens? Right, I mean, if you're if you're a believer in that, and now we take out their, or we we we're now shooting rocks at somebody else's planet. <laughs> now we've declared the war on somebody else, right? I, I mean, you know, this is this is where the conversation was going this morning. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me! Remember the movie the... Battleship. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. There you go, there you go. Independence Day. Oh my yeah. goodness! Yeah, I've seen this thing. It's yeah. crazy. It, it, it's kind of like. Who's invading us? I mean, it just looks that way, right? Well, you could just position those in a way that they would actually spell something. He's coming from <laughs> <Yeah>. home. <laughs> but I can, I can see that coming. A planetary defense system is now activated. I thought that was Skynet. It's planetary defense. So, But planetary defense system. Yes. They got that launch back in November. The eventual evolution of Space Force, which kind of was started because there's a space race going right. on again. Uh, but eventually that would morph into Starfleet protect uh, the earth really and i just kind of had a little smile on my face when i'm driving by that the fact that there's a sign out there that says space force this and, way and you, know? you don't think starfleet's coming of course well yeah yeah it was in the movies it was in the movies <laughs> they postponed artemis because of a you know a leak somewhere they they reschedule that was postponed, and it was postponed to the 23rd of September, and then they postponed it to today. So the 27th of September, they actually pulled Artemis 1 off the launch pad yesterday because of weather. Wow. They've been bad. <laughs> but you have to feel bad for NASA. 
You really do. I mean, I think everybody's so excited about getting Artem Swim launched. And, and now that it's ready, and then here comes a hurricane. I mean, my goodness. The, and the, the timing of it is just impeccable. So they're going to have to, I don't even know when the next launch window is. We do have to talk about electric cars. Electric. Well, so when you're looking at an electric vehicle, summer performance versus winter performance in climates like ours, yeah. greatly degraded. So up to 60%. So how long does it take to charge the car? Well, that's the question. Depends on what you've got and depends on the charger now. That's correct. So when I was mayor, that one of the things we went after some Volkswagen grant yep. uh, with their settlement, and that's why we have two high-speed, the, the fast charging stations right. here in Bismarck. What you were told and what they are, it's, it's like going up and buying a car that says it's got 30, that it gets 30 You'll miles 30 per gallon. 30 miles per gallon. Yeah. So there's a new charger coming out. Really? Yeah, and this charger... Uh, claims that they can charge a hundred kilometers, whatever, which would be what my ball right about sixty-seven miles, something like that. Then three-minute charge to go sixty-seven really? miles. Total charge under fifteen minutes. So that's what they're claiming, and uh, this is actually being launched right now. Now, is this a universal charger? Universal charger. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what vehicle you have for now. I mean, who knows what it'll be? I mean, it's like, it's like US, to me, it's like USB ports, right? Somebody's going to come up with something better and then they're going to say, well, this old port that you have can't handle the kind of juice that we're going to push through it, kind of like USB C compared to USB mini and stuff, whatever in the past. But, um, so I think that's, I think it's interesting though that they're working on that. So it's interesting to me that they're working on the charger technology versus the battery technology. So the battery technology is being worked on as well. But n- not as quickly. There's, there's, some, there's some constraints with working on the battery. So and, their solution is, okay, well, let's get a faster charger. Well, you know my stance on this. I think this. I think the electric vehicle, I, I think it has its place. I do believe that combustion engines will continue to thrive. Uh, moving forward, because I think there's other alternatives that are coming that people don't know about yet. And when that happens on a large scale, then it's not really going to matter anymore as far as the fuel that you use. Where we're going, we don't need roads. That's correct. Airborne electric vehicles gets kind of exciting to me. You know, it's not the it's not the ground-based vehicles that excite me about this. It's about the fact that we're going to the air and that we'll be able to charge those vehicles rather quickly to get us around town or short hopper flights. Over 100,000 recalls for Tesla. Um, Apparently there's something wrong with their window. So when their window rolls up, um, you know, there's a little sensor in there. It's kind of like a garage door. So you can't get things stuck in the window like your finger or your head. So And the sensor goes, oh, pressure, a little pressure sensor, and supposed to lower the window. So it doesn't go up all the way and injure yes. somebody. Apparently that's had an issue, yeah. which the part that was interesting to me was they've sold a lot of Teslas. So is this the first recall on a Tesla? I don't know. But Tesla's like any other vehicle because I just had a recall on my Ford. Right. So, yeah, not that I'm a fan of Fords. <laughs> oh, you know, just to wrap up on the electric car thing. Oh, um, vehicles, yeah. Uh, the... So I'm not the biggest Ford fan all the time. Right. I noticed that. Um, however, a friend of mine got a new Ford Lightning. Holy crap, is that cool. Yeah. That's a cool truck. Yeah. That's a really cool truck. So 
this is interesting. Insurance companies are charging upwards of 20% more for electric vehicles. Repair costs? I just assumed that after they had enough data that the insurance costs on electric cars would go down because they're the, the working parts. You know, there's just a lot less of them, the maintenance part of it. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. So they're citing fires. Oh. So, which ironically, so remember I mentioned I had my Ford, I got a recall notice on that as right. well for the front blower motor, which could cause fire. China has been flooding the market with in their, in their country with, with EVs, with electric vehicles. They, uh, um, had reported over a thousand electric fires last year in their electric vehicles. So I think they're using, I think insurance companies are using that data in determining that they're charging more for insurance on, on electric vehicles. I just, I don't know why I thought it would be less. I, I just assumed it I would be. did too. In stuff. the safety stuff. Right. Because you're going to see a bunch of vehicles yep. that wind up across the country right. that are being sold. Yep. yep. And you have to be very diligent yep. if you're buying a used vehicle and you think it's too good of a deal to be true. It probably is. So what I think what's happening is like if you're in an accident or whatever else in, in a, a combustion engine, you know, there's that's not a big deal because, you know, you have a bumper that gets replaced or whatever. When a car catches on fire, I mean, the whole thing goes. They have to total the car. So it's not a, a three thousand dollar replacement or whatever. It's the sixty or eighty or a hundred thousand dollars. And have you ever had to rewire a car? Oh my goodness, I can't even imagine. It's the biggest rat's nest. James Earl Jones, right? Darth Vader, yeah. Voice of Darth Vader, ninety one. He he really doesn't. I just seen him in something. He does not look ninety one. That's to me no. is what's amazing about it. He looks pretty good. Although here. it's funny because. Uh, when Field of Dreams came out, he looked old then. Yes. But 91. And, uh, well, think about it. Star Wars, I mean, he was well into his career when Star Wars first right. came out. Right. And that's 70. That was a new hope. Yeah. The first one. And, yeah. So well into his career. Yeah. 91. So one of the things with, if you saw Rogue One, then you saw that Carrie Fisher was in that. And you and I have talked about, 3D and the holographic, the, the holographic and performances, right. and what that look. You know, the big one, of course, Whitney Houston, yep. and um, so this kind of crosses some lines there. What Disney had done because they have the rights to all the Star Wars now, but they have the ability to continue on a character. So Carrie Fisher, who passed away, uh, Princess Leia, was in Rogue One. It's been in some subsequent Star right. Wars movies, because they have the rights to her likeness as the character. James Earl Jones just signed over rights, signed a contract, which is good for his family because now there's royalties ad nauseum, but just signed over the rights to the likeness of his voice and his character. Vader will live forever. I wonder if he's the first person, because everything you've talked about now, you know, like Whitney Houston, Carrie Fisher, Carrie died unexpectedly. Yeah. I wonder if James is the first one who's actually living that has signed a contract that goes beyond. He actually was part of the deal. Yeah. See, that's what's interesting to me about this, because, you know, we've talked about Whitney Houston. You can actually go watch a Whitney Houston concert right now. You're in the audience watching her 
as a holographic image with other dancers and singers with her on stage, right? You pay money for this. I'm assuming that a percentage of that is going to the estate, you know, to, to Whitney's family or what have you, right? But that was all done after she passed away. This whole thing, and that's, that's what is really, it's just really interesting to me that, and, and what, what will this do to open up doors for a lot of, maybe even us, Steve? I mean, is there, is there a possibility that you and I, I'm not talking about on radio, for example, or television or things, but maybe other things that we have done that they can use our likeness, use our minds, use our whatever that when we're not on this planet anymore, that we can, we can continue because of AI to, you know, could I, can I record something? Can I create my own AI, for example, and somebody can use my voice as for, for a voiceover in a commercial 50 years from okay, now? The dangerous part of that is what is, what if it's something that you're not in favor of when you were alive and then they take, um, some creative licensure with it and, and, so then you're so, promoting something that maybe you were dead set against. I can see Marlo promoting a, an ad for okay. feminine hygiene products or <laughs> something. What if it's something you wouldn't normally sign right. off on? So I suppose in this instance with with James Earl Jones, I mean, it's about it's the a likeness set to the character. character. And that character isn't going to probably move far beyond it. Darth Vader's Darth Vader. You're, you're pretty much constrained to what the character is in that series. But I do believe that what, what we're talking about here is possible, and you you would probably have to set up some type of constraints within the paperwork that I'm not, you know, I'm I'm this way politically and not this way, so you can't use my voice for these things, and, you, you know, for products, these are the products I would endorse, these are the products I would not endorse. You'd probably have to really spell that out. Yeah, but if you think about it, if you've got that contract and you're, because you're famous... So down the road, 50 years, a product that's not even invented yet that you never even thought of. So do you, do you leave it in the hands of like your management firm? I don't know. That would make those decisions for you. I mean, it's just, this is kind of weird when you think about this. Do I trust my wife? (laughs) (laughs) It's really interesting. Uh, this is a short film, Fabian Stelzer, uh, Stelzer. Uh, he's a filmmaker from Germany, and uh, he's kind of got into all of this AI stuff, and he's now making some science fiction films. He's making a series, which I'm kind of wondering where it's going to show up. Is it Hulu, Netflix, or it's going to show up somewhere? But it's predominantly created with AI. That's the platform. But So you mentioned Dolly, yeah. D-A-L-L hyphen E. Yep. Um, he's actually working with Dolly too. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a Dolly too. And I, I didn't even know what Dolly was until you brought it up. Yeah. And it's in the article I was reading, but although I didn't know what that was, but you can make films now with AI and yep. you and I got talking a little bit about the, some of the AI stuff during the break on where it could go. So Dolly is an MIT AI image generator. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget exactly what it is. <laughs> I mean, I know what it is. I've actually used it before. Uh, so you can tell, you can go to the website 
and you it's can an sign AI up. Tool. It's an AI tool. You can sign up for this AI tool. I think it's kind of in beta yet. So you need an image. I need an image of a golfer smiling, drinking a glass of chocolate milk. I type that in, and it the AI will actually Creates create it. a smiling golfer with a glass of milk, and it'll probably give you, you know, fifty or a hundred different examples that it comes up with. You click on the one that you like, and then it, it then it goes and does this thing and makes makes a photo quality all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So probably the more famous one is the astronaut riding a horse, and somebody just typed in astronaut riding a horse, and within a couple of seconds or a minute or whatever, you have all these choices of images of an astronaut riding a horse. I mean, it, it would have to be staged and. Or somebody would have to draw this for me. It would take, you know, a lot of planning. Who's got time for that stuff anymore? So I think Dolly, there, there's a place where this could be used, you know, for those type of things. And I'm sure it'll be a subscription type of thing when it's available. So, and people are making movies out of this now, which is incredible. I mean, I suppose you would probably have to create a series of images. I'm trying to think of how they would do this, but I, you know, there's going to come a time when you're going to have a, an idea for a movie and you'll type it in or a book. I'll type in an idea and I'll see what it comes up with. And then I'm like, Oh, I can, I can build something off of what it came up with something I didn't even think about. So that's what I use it for, but it can create articles. That's what's crazy about it. It'll actually, I can type in, Five five reasons to come to North Dakota, to visit North Dakota in the winter, right? A listicle, that's what most people read nowadays, are lists on, online, right? Okay. So it would come up with this list, and it would write a little bit about them, uh, and it's actually readable, and, and maybe not the greatest in the world, but I'm sure some topics it's probably really good. Thank you for listening to the Tech Ranch with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production.